episode is gonna sound a little different, the solo episode. Oh man. I um just coming on here and I wanted to sort of answer, you know, kind of like a little check-in for myself, but then also I've never really answered the questions that I ask my interviewees. Is that correct? <laughs> is, is that right? Um, hmm, yeah, I just feel like there is this piece that I want to share with you that I haven't shared with you guys yet. Um, and I feel like I have in many ways yet, um, it's still, still there's more to be unfolded. (sighs) So asking myself how my heart is today, my heart is feeling hopeful and bright and yeah, really just excited and you might hear the kitties because they're in the room (laughs) Um, but yeah just really excited for what's to come but also feeling very wanting to be present and not get caught up in in what's next you know so you know finding that balance of the being and then also being excited for (laughs) Um, what is coming and um, actively starting. So we've got a kitty drinking water right now and a kitty cleaning himself. So if, if you hear licking or <laughs> um, that's, that's what you're hearing. So don't be concerned. <laughs> and maybe I'm the only one that can hear it. We'll see. Uh, I, I've, recently had someone share with me a perspective of um, like an outsider's perspective of my life and it was really interesting to see that reflection Um, and I get so many beautiful reflections but um, the the one reflection was like I don't understand how she takes breaks or allows herself to set boundaries with myself to not, you know, overdo my work week, um, quote unquote, when I don't really have that crazy of a life. (laughs) Um, This was a projection. Um, because I don't think we can speak about anyone's life or assume that the person doesn't have a lot going on in their life. So that's a whole nother side of the story, um, for sure, because I just, I want to stand up for myself and, you know, share that, you know, I, I don't share every single thing that's going on in my life. I don't vent often to a lot of people. Um, very select people do I share all the details and um, really the day-to-day of busyness and you know everything that's on my mind 
and I'm a mental projector so a lot of it is in my head so I have to carve out times to really get away from that um, away from the busyness of the mind so that I can be more present in my actual life and yeah it's just it was a really interesting sorry I'm just moving my computer it was a really interesting reflection to hear because I was just like I I do hope that I, I share enough that I, you know, my non-negotiables here are ease and joy. I was telling my mom the other night, I was saying, yeah, it's it's interesting that they have that perspective of me because the reason my life might like seem or look from an outsider's perspective as as easy and even me setting boundaries with my work, like seeming like I don't already have crazy enough crazy stuff going on and then on top of it I'm boundarying myself with a low-key schedule let's say I'm, I'm using a lot of air quotes right now you can't see um and I'm like yeah that's really interesting but I, I'm it it actually shares a lot with me because it, it shares with that I am showing a lot of my easeful perspective of my life. My non-negotiables are ease and joy. So if something is not bringing me ease and joy, or if I've been like doing something in repetition and um, it's just not feeling easeful and it's not, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, that, that lackluster feeling and I'm not really feeling the joy in it, I'm going to set my boundaries because those are my <laughs> non-negotiables for my life, for how I plan my life and how I want my life to look like. I don't know, this is a whole little tangent, I guess, but I just wanted to share that if you if you feel like my life looks easeful from the outside, I, I want you to know that that is because I have structured my life in a way that things can be easeful. And that I can have ease frequently and joy as much as possible. So the reason you see that or you may perceive that, you know, other things aren't going on in my life um, is because I prioritize those things. It's not that I'm hiding the dirty or the ugly. It's just that if something comes up in my mind and it's stressing me out and it's not, it's not bringing me ease or joy, I feel it, I move through it, and then I can't compartmentalize that for either um, another time or you know a it's not gonna happen at all really (laughs) that's how much my peace um that's how much I value my peace in my life so yeah I'm not I'm not trying to trick anyone or make them feel like my life is so easeful (laughs) all the time that wow like how like her life is so easy how how is she even setting boundaries with a life that is easy and it's like well yeah sometimes I'm I am human and sometimes I get ahead of myself and I I way overbook myself and you know in our old society that we're moving away from overbooking was normalized so that's that was just never something I instilled in what I wanted to bring in any of my businesses in any of my 
beginning of becoming an entrepreneur, the whole point of becoming an entrepreneur and independent of a nine to five or a societal norm job was to create that space in my life. It wasn't to, you know, leave or, you know, stop doing those things to then create more stress and chaos in my life. Although, you know, many entrepreneurs and myself will agree that, you know, it's, it's, it is a nonstop thing once you are one. It, it isn't like a nine to five where you can just clock out. It is all the time. So it is important for us as entrepreneurs to set those boundaries with ourselves because, right, we're the bosses. So we have to set boundaries with ourselves so we can take time to do the healing and rest. Rest is such a priority and to move our bodies um, and making those things priority, the ease and the joy priority, because then we can create the space and the containers for getting the things done. Um, and I, I've, I've spoken to this a little bit in some of my solos or intros before about balancing the masculine and the feminine. When we're in the too much of the go, go, go and the do, 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 we leave no space for the feminine and then the feminine lashes out inside of us, right? I believe when we're not resting enough or creating space (laughs) and I know I use that word a lot and it is space literally just me sitting here in front of my window prior to this just sitting drinking tea that's creating space that's creating space for thoughts to move through that's creating space for me to prioritize um and it, yeah, it looks different every day, that space. And sometimes it's busier and sometimes it's way more quiet and easeful. I might have gotten off track there, but I just wanted to go there a little bit and just share with you that like it can be easeful for you too. And that's not to say that things don't come up. Like I just said like earlier, I was like, Things come up in my life for sure that stress me out. I'm I'm not I'm gonna be very transparent. There's things that stress me out, that upset me. I'm not a perfect high vibe being at all times, but because I prioritize the joy and the ease, it allows me to be in those higher vibrations more often than less. Um because I always I always share with people, I'm I'm like, what is the point of we can either get upset about something and then honestly i feel like when we're upset we're just hurting ourselves our hearts our heartbeats literally are just like either static or they're racing or they are barely barely um barely ticking um because of the stress and our bodies are fatigued and our minds are Drained and we have a furrow in our brow because we can't write, we can't stop thinking about the thing that's on our mind. And so how can we just create more space for ease and joy in our life so that we can have more ease and joy in our life? And it takes little steps. And again, like I said, the stress still comes up. 
the worry, the fear still comes up for me. But it's like whenever I come back to it, it's like how can I process this in a way that is healing for me, that I can, you know, feel it and move through it, but also not hold on so tightly to it where it just absorbs me. And it has absorbed me before. And that's why I'm just like on a mission to not let it absorb me because it just feels so unnecessary um, when we can literally choose ease. Even in the hard times, we can choose to look at things with a different lens. Um, Whether that makes us really, really happy or not, I I believe this word toxic positivity toxic positivity has become overused because positivity is so necessary we already i mean people are acting like as if we don't (laughs) as if we already have a ton of positivity in the world and like it's there but if you look around like you know our news and all these different social networks and different things in people that you cross paths with are not necessarily sharing with us joyful experiences or happy moments that are happening in the world. Very rarely are people venting about something that's going right in their life, right? So I don't believe that we should just box in positivity into this toxic term because I think the more we can engage ourselves in positive experiences the more positive will come out of it in all of our life in all of the moments that come to us in the future and then if not the exact moment that's happening it's your perspective that has shifted And that feels really freeing to me. Um, I don't know about you, but that, that to me feels like, yeah, like, oh man, like I I don't have to suffer in this along with, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever's going on or these people. I can hold space for what is happening and I can really feel the magnitude without it becoming a part of ourselves, a part of us. So that was a little <laughs> random tangent and just something also in my heart so that it does make sense with the question, how my heart is today. Because that's just been, that's been what I've been feeling and moving through because I'm like, I'm really grateful for that perspective <laughs> of that person, of that person's projection of what they think my life is. Um, and I'm grateful for my mother and her perspective of being like, well, she's, (laughs) she's made that her priority in life. Um, and it's true. I have made my joy and my ease the priority. Does it always end up perfectly working out? No. Um, but it's, it's the seeking. It's the next, it's the next waves that we get closer to every time and I feel that I feel that in my persistence for my vision um I've and this isn't to put words in anyone else's mouth or 
really speak to anyone else's experience. I can only speak to my own, but I, what I do feel from my own perspective and my own experiences is my perseverance through the four years, I believe, four or five years that I've been doing the work, like very solely, <laughs> um, you know, like reaching to the point where I'm at now to then the, this next level. I can see points in my life where I could have let it consume me. I could have, without a doubt, just let it take me away and let me be pushed down by negative thoughts, negative belief systems, um, all the things. So yeah, again, it, it always comes back to what I'm putting out there, what I'm thinking, feeling, breathing in um, on a regular basis. And I think the more positive stuff we are consuming, that includes podcasts and music and interactions, daily interactions. If we're not surrounding ourselves, it's like a, a life edit, right? Um, if we're not surrounding ourselves or doing things that have a positive influence on our hearts and our mind do we really expect that our perspective and our life and how we react to things can change it's just a little just a little love note and (laughs) a really a really long tangent from my heart um yeah that that was that was needed um and and now we can continue with the rest of what we got here so um we're here in the inner child portion as we all know and are familiar with with all of the episodes thus far so oh little lauren hmm or katie actually so that's actually Something you may not know is my name is Lauren Catherine is my full name um, and that's my middle name and I went my family called me Katie by my middle name most of my childhood and it wasn't until I believe middle school I started wanting to go by my my first name so I was Katie for a long long time so that's actually my my little my inner child is Katie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see her as Lauren at all either. And my family still calls me a lot of my, a lot of my family members call me Katie still. Um, um, but yeah, it's also shifted in a lot of senses. Um, I think as they, as I grow older, they, they see that I have shifted and molded into this, uh, different person. (laughs) Um, so it is kind of fitting that, Katie was a spirit of mine that lived within me, and she still does. Um, but even her, she has evolved in many ways. Oh, but yeah, anyway, back to the essence of her. So she was spunky, goofy, loud, um, wanted to be heard, um, was singing all the time, playing in her room. Her movies and TV shows were her 
solitude. Um, even for my inner teenager, if we go there a little bit, um, TV and music, TV and movies were always like a safe haven for her as a only child. Technically, um, I was raised as an only child pretty much most of my young life. Um, but I do have three older siblings. They're just way older. So I basically was, um, brought up as an only, only child. So with that comes only child syndromes and, you know, a little bit of that like loner, um, lifestyle. Uh, my parents always said that I was an old soul. Like I, I didn't really like kids my age. I always wanted to hang out at my parents' dinner parties that they would have. I loved listening to adult conversations and she was just always just inquisitive, always asking questions. And my father, um, was not necessarily the most supportive in that, you know, get it going, you know, being a little girl, just being like, why? Well, why? Just like literally, and I, it makes so much sense of who I am today. All, like I still am asking why about everything. And his response when I was little was because I said so. And I still would be like, well, that's not an answer. <laughs> so she was a little stubborn and that definitely like she had the full on Aries as well very alive in her very stubborn like "Mm, well that's not an answer so i'm gonna keep asking until you actually answer me um to to no avail no response was had um so i felt like i feel like she felt a little disconnected in a sense um her mother and yeah my mom like our relationship is definitely shifting and changing and it's interesting to watch and we're definitely in a in a different place than we've ever been and I feel like there's you know those stages of life where you just are more independent and seeking something else Um, but I know that our time and our closeness will come again Um, not that we're not close but it's we were inseparable um when i was little a lot of my um this can also kind of be referred to like times in my life where i didn't feel as connected a little bit um because growing up i was as an only child being surrounded by my mom and my dad very lucky because i like you know as a child you don't really realize that other kids don't have that um but then my mom became, so there's this flip, this um, two sides of the coin. My mom was a very inspiring woman. She was creating a business at the time. Um, well, my whole childhood, she was kind of doing her own thing. And then she decided to open up her own business. And even before that, um, she was just starting to get in that world where it required a lot of travel. Um, so going from seeing someone all the time to, you know, not <laughs> seeing them as often or, you know, to a child, it seems like a lot um, more so than it probably was. And being my dad, my dad and I actually have a really different relationship now. Um, like I would say, we have a closer relationship now than we ever did um, because he 
I don't know, you know, our parents do the best that they can with the knowledge that they have, with the, with what they were taught, right? And how they wanted to do things differently than their parents. But then there's still some of those structures there that can be felt. And, you know, it's like each generation gets better at it. Um, So I don't hold anyone to a fault, but my dad definitely wasn't someone who had any like emotional attachment to our relationship, especially as I started getting into school and stuff. Um, Just a lot of anger. Um, And, you know, I, I definitely have a different perspective of it now because it's it's so much more than what you can see as a child, but yeah, it just wasn't a good dynamic. I was always in my room crying, um, just angry and like wondering like, like why can't my needs be met, need my needs be met, um, specifically in like the sense of my curiosity and just like wanting to know more. Like I said, he was not going to give me the answer, um, for whatever reason, he, he was stubborn in his way too. And I definitely got that from him, the stubbornness. Um, but yeah, so I was going back to my mom, she was this inspiring woman, like creating this career for herself. But at the same time, she, you know, to a child, she left me um, with this guy. <laughs> and that's what my inner child felt. She was hurt, um, and she held a lot of anger from it. Going into, like, teenage or, like, preteen age, she, you know, she, again, like, I never really, she never got along with people, kids her age. Um, So it was always challenging to have close friendships. I, I had some, but there was always conflict for whatever reason at such a young age. Um, and I just didn't understand like why I felt so different from everyone else. So she was also very confused a lot of the time and sad because she wanted to fit in. And, you know, now looking back, I, I just know like she was just such an empath and also definitely an old soul and maybe definitely like not not from here you know like not initially like not maybe not that many lives here Um, we're still connecting there and seeing why but it's all part of the journey right that feeling of disconnect from the joy and the lightness of our truth Um, like the bubbliness and her goofiness and just being little so silly and playful um to then be so sad and not knowing where she fit in or belonged um she didn't really feel like she belonged with her siblings because they were older um friends no her dad was a grump her mom wasn't really home um all the time so she was just really figuring it out and yeah again that preteen phase starts happening you know going through puberty 
or you know that transition time where you're just awkward and at least our generation my generation was definitely awkward now people now kids at like a 13 or 12 or 10 or whatever even age they're like gorgeous somehow I I don't know (laughs) how that happens um but we were so awkward and I was so awkward and I constantly was just like bullied and made fun of for you know not developing quickly and yeah just really not feeling safe to be in my form because I had my mom and so many people especially adults um, I, I started modeling really young too um, a lot of adults in my life were like you're so beautiful like you know assuring me of all this but then I would go into my social interactions and was told the complete opposite <laughs> of that um, so for a child to hear you know, one thing and then, you know, where it kind of, you know, where as a child you think it matters with your friends and stuff, you are like, well, then they're lying. So, you know, we, we basically, I I don't know if I'm the only one, I feel like I'm not. Um, but from my perspective, adults were liars (laughs) because how can you say this when this is happening? And, you know, it all comes down like kids are mean, kids are going through their own trauma at home, kids are doing this. So little Lauren instantly from like, I'm like still trying to like connect to like the actual ages because there's a lot of pieces that I don't remember. And she put her walls up, really, really put her walls up, um, especially in middle school. And she was like, okay, well, (laughs) I'm going to hurt people before they can hurt me. That was definitely her motto, (laughs) especially in middle school. Like, okay, well, before they can dig into me, I will, I will have this fence up, my guard up, and I will be mean first. So in middle school, I was called a bitch flat-chested bitch that was a good one (laughs) um yeah just like berated for how I looked but then also because of my anger and I just remember like middle school time just being really angry and I know like the hormones and everything like that's really common but I felt like the rage was so intense um more so than some and that's just from my own feelings of my journey. I, you know, down the line at the end of, like, I was processing it still through high school. High school was better, not great, but better than middle school. Middle school was rough for me. Um, high school, I at least found a best friend and we started going to these concerts together we became fangirls, as people would say, um, little groupies um, for a band. And that was like the first time in a social space where I really felt 
really felt like someone knew me really well because we like had just gone through really dark times together. And yeah, it was it was just it's really interesting to just think about her angst and transitioning out of that and going into college and being like, I don't want to be angry anymore. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of being angry. And so I shut down the anger a lot. And this is sort of like that piece of disconnect. The anger was my disconnect from myself, from my heart and from my truth and my light. Sure, there were, there were pockets of me <laughs> trying to shine through in spaces in friendships and yet she still held on to so much and that's where the work really began um so I definitely I I diagnosed myself I didn't go to a doctor for it any at all but I, I definitely diagnosed myself with anger issues like just really high levels of anger which when we actually get to the bottom of it was a lot of sadness a lot of hurt um, and a lot of not feeling of belonging um, and so we we loved her back <laughs> we I healed so much of that and that was part of my self-love journey coming back home to this sweet essence of myself and you know now I find myself in this paradoxical moment of this really trippy moment where I'm like I've softened so much and I've I've gotten so many readings lately that have just been like <laughs> confirming this literally for the past two years of people being like, you have fire inside of you that wants to be felt. But my cancer side of me was so afraid of the airy side of me that she like buried her. She like Gator was like, we don't want to feel that way anymore we don't want to be angry but really what I've been coming back to love after I've softened a ton and yes like some of the passion some of the the feistiness comes up because I have set boundaries with my life and I had to I had to have that that backbone to kind of you know have assertiveness and speak up for what I need but there's also this side of disconnect from from the fire, from the passion, from the spark, like the, yeah, it is, it's really this passion that I keep coming back to, um, that's always been bubbling up inside of me, but I'm like, I'm allowed to amplify this. I can take up space with this. I am allowed to serve and be soft and also hold a powerful container and magnify myself and yeah really it is taking up more space because I feel like my cancer sometimes wants to play small and be at home and be cozy and um you know everyone just be nice and sweet and that is my core for sure the cancer is my deep deep core but the Aries I'm double Aries for those who are new the double Aries is like, for the past few years, has been like, hello, hello, you forgot about me. 
I'm coming back like full circle, but without, um, I've the balancing act that I've been coming to realize and connect to is that the Aries doesn't have to be the anger side of me. It can be just this bright version of myself, this passionate person that knows what they want and can stand in that and, and feel really affirmed in that and, and wants to be respected and, and sort of, it feels like my inner mother, honestly. Um, I don't know if you've heard the Nikki Novo episode, highly suggest listening to that. She talks a lot about, um, the inner mother. And then I've also been listening to other podcasts where they talk about the inner teenager recently. And I feel like my cancer is very much my inner child in many ways. Also Aries, for sure. <laughs> um, just goofy, wild, and f- wants to be free. She always has just wanted to be free. But at the same time, my inner mother feels very much like the cancer, but I also feel like my inner mother is this more Aries, more... Um, more potent um it's a little bigger i feel like this bigger energy whereas sometimes the cancer i think mothers too softly um and while my inner child like has been huh, like absorbing all of that my inner teenager i think needed my airy side and both, and all the capacity, and being all of it, right? Um, to not go too far over the scale. It's the balancing, like Nikki said in her episode. I feel that. I feel that a lot for myself, and it feels like a transition that's been coming on for many years <laughs> um, now. So I'm, I'm just so grateful to rekindle this relationship with my fireside, with my passion, with my fierceness, without it being directly linked to aggression and dismissal and abusive tendencies Um, because that definitely has been a part of me and that was scary to see myself in that light through other people's eyes but also through my eyes scary and so I was like no (laughs) no more and that's why I pushed her down for so long but I'm like she has a place here she is allowed to be here um but we're healing those wounds that were so hurt that she doesn't have to react um the Aries is learning how to respond overreact and that's my cancer in me is the responding and that's a healthy and a more vibrant version of an Aries than an Aries that is, or a fire sign that is just so caught up in the hurt of it all, right? Or the me story, the victimhood. And I was like, I'm just, I don't, I'm, I don't want to be a victim.
I was saying I, I don't want to be a victim, and I knew that for myself. So anyway, that's a long-winded story, but that's a story I haven't really told. So I wanted to, sh- I wanted to share it and just be really transparent with, it goes even back to people having this image of me. <laughs> which I think I've been trying to portray for over many years because it was just complete opposite. So now we're balancing. Now we can be fiery, but not too spicy. My girlfriends were actually asking, I don't know if I should share this in an intro or something. Um, I might have, but it just fits perfectly because my girlfriends are like, do you ever get mad? And I was like, I was like, in my heart, I was like, oh man, like, they really think I'm just peace, love, and light all the time. And I've never intended that to be, like, all that I am. Um, But I did want it to be clear that that was what I wanted for myself, um... I didn't want to be an angry person, period. So I never wanted to portray the angry side. But I was, I literally responded, I was like, you should ask my husband. Because <laughs> he would say, yes, <laughs> without a doubt, she gets angry. Um, like anyone, when anyone's needs are not being met and there is a response or reaction with anger, it is a lack or a response of need for love. Um, and that's just what we've been kind of sort of taught to respond and react like for most of our lives, for generations on generations and decades. And I think we're finally in a shifting period where I see like, I see so many of us actually taking in things, breathing it in, and being able to respond more clearly. So we're not in that reactivity. Allowing us to have grace for those messy moments when we do have reactivity, when we've overfilled our cup. (laughs) Um, But that's also the point I was making too, is that's when that happens when we're feeling discord in our life or we're we are reacting and getting upset about things it's because we're not filling up our up our cup enough it's because we're not filling up our cup enough that was a mouthful <laughs> but it's true when our needs are not being met by ourselves first that's where we have to go first and then we you know speak up our needs in our relationships and once we've taken the time to give ourselves what we need from ourselves and then go out into our our relationships we're also able to respond rather than react and we can say clearly like hey this has been on my heart and I just need you to know this is This is what I'm needing. Or this is the support I'm asking for. 
but usually it always begins with ourself and the and what we're seeking is always within we don't have to go externally to receive that but relationships are an important part of our journey and so we can't we can't neglect how they play out in our life but i think if we focus on our journey on ourselves things will become more clear for all of us just a quick pause and love for our sponsor hearthstone collective i have been supplementing and actively using their products for a little over a month now and i've got to tell you i am obsessed Hearthstone Collective is a microdosing company on a mission to help others with plant and mushroom formulas. They have products ranging from tinctures, microdosing capsules, and ceremonial grade matcha powder. I have seriously been loving the mushroom nootropic tincture and the mushroom immunity. The mushroom nootropic helps support new brain cells, brain health, mental clarity, learning ability, and memory. Made with organic lion's mane, organic reishi, organic chaga, organic cordyceps, niacin, spring water, and organic cane alcohol. This has been incredibly helpful for my workflow days, allowing me to be more mindful and ready for all that's to be done. The mushroom immunity supports immune defense, physical resilience, gut, energy, and vitality. I've noticed a huge difference in my energy levels as well as even better regularity since taking this tincture under the tongue. And you can also mix them in your favorite drink. The immunity tincture is made with spring water, organic cane alcohol, organic reishi, organic lion's mane, organic cordyceps, organic chaga, organic turkey tail, organic maitake, organic shiitake, quercetin, and vitamin C. If you are looking for more of a ceremonial experience or just a little uplift in your day, their microdosing kit contains both these tinctures as well as their Play Kana capsules for joy and bliss. This non-psychoactive plant medicine is known to improve happiness, open the heart, increase empathy, and help cope with daily stresses. Kana is a South African shrub that is known for these benefits and contains organic lion's mane, rhodiola, theobromine, vitamin B1, vitamin B2, B3, B5, B6, B7, B9, and B12 as well. Hearthstone Collective is giving the listeners of Radically Loving 15% off their products and kits. So not only do you receive this discount, but a portion of the proceeds from your support goes to Archangel Ancient Tree Archive, giving back to our mama earth. One of my favorite things is to share soulful businesses and soulful clean products with you guys. And this is absolutely a company, ahem, shall I say, actually a community that is doing exactly that. I'm so excited for you guys to try this beautiful medicine and share your experience with us. Use the code MOONCHILD15, that's M-O-O-N-C-H-L-D-15, to get your 15% off everything at hearthstonecollective.com. Links are in the show description. Enjoy. So again, long tangent. Uh, how do I connect to my inner child these days? Let's see if I can come up with a more concise answer for this. Dance time outside in the sun 
being goofy with my husband because we're both like such beams for each other's inner child. We are silly together. We make silly voices and we call each other silly names and we jump around together and just also dressing up, which I haven't done a lot lately, but dressing up is my inner child 100%. She literally used to dress up. I used to dress up so much when I was younger. I used to just literally put on fashion shows and then I was a, I literally was a model. So I would, you know, dress up. It, it, fashion in so many ways has always been a part of my heart, but now I've kind of created a, a new lens of it. And I've taken a little step back while I still, you know, I love, I love to put a good outfit together. Um, but I think I let my looks um, control me the way I looked, what I was wearing, um, makeup, hair, you know, all the things. Um, I never, it's hard to say because I feel like in some senses when I was younger, I was trying to impress impress people, kids my age, obviously, impress someone. (laughs) Um, But I always had a thing with authority, like did not care what anyone older than me (laughs) had to say. Um, To this day, that's why I became an entrepreneur because I just cannot be like told what to do. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm just going to be someone who, you know, goes at my own pace, does my own thing. And in my, in my way, but without it being, and that's also grown too, right? Like how can I get away from the stubbornness of like my way or the highway and how can I transform this into my vision? But also let's, let's value other people's perspective. Do we have to listen? No, but also taking the time to talk to other entrepreneurs or people that have, have inspiring outlooks on life. I, that's what I appreciate a lot, a lot of life. Um, yeah, definitely. I had like an authority thing. Um, so I don't think I was, I definitely wasn't trying to impress adults, especially like the way I dressed when I was a teenager. I, you know, summer is my thing. So I was like as little clothes as possible. Meanwhile, I know a lot of people, my dad included being like, those shorts are too short. My grandma always commenting, commenting because she has lived with us since I was in high school. I, I think maybe middle school. Um, she lived in my parents' house, has lived there ever since then. And every time I would go out, she'd be like, are you, are you going to be cold? <laughs> that was always the comment. And I was just like, you know, I would just roll my eyes like a teenager would. Um, and it would be like 70 degrees out. So I was like, no, I'm not going to be cold. <laughs> but she was commenting on how little clothes I was wearing, but that's how little I cared. Um, and I just always had to leave the house with makeup on and all these attachments to how I looked, um, or was portraying myself to my friends and trying to, you know, look cool and, you know, all the things. And so definitely after dropping out of college, even a little bit of college, 
but definitely dropping out of college, I started like caring less about what I looked like, not in the sense of like giving up and maybe it might've been perceived that way, but I just like right now I'm, I just did a, a podcast interview also and I, and I'm wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt and my hair is a mess. It's just, it, it was washed like two days ago, but it's just, doesn't look good. And I, I just have learned to detach from, you know, I'm just showing up as I am. I, why do I feel the need to put on makeup for this like one hour thing, right? Like that used to be how I used to feel. Um, and I've unwinded, I've unwound that a lot, um, probably to the point where I should <laughs> just start dressing for me again and start playing with that again because I I do feel the difference it makes when I do, you know, put on an outfit that I love and I do do like a light makeup look because I I use Ilia Beauty and it's just it's natural and it, it just looks really light and fresh and it's not overdoing it. You know, I used to be I used to be the eyeliner eyeliner all over my eye type. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm again it's again, finding that balance again with it all. Um, finding comfort in it again without it controlling me and letting it be like a crutch. Like, oh, I, I got to put makeup on today because, oh, my skin's breaking out. Um, meanwhile, my skin doesn't really break out anymore. And I, and I think that because that's, that's, I believe due to me not wearing makeup anymore and not overwashing my hair. My hair is so healthy now. And also due to products that I was using for years and it's just so there's so much to it but yes my my inner child loves dressing up so I feel like that is something I'm calling more into my life especially just thrifting and sustainable magic because that's everything to me Um, I'm just I can't do supporting these fast fashion or big brands because it's just I feel like my part to play is to support the sustainable companies and to thrift, you know, reuse, reuse what's already out there. That's so, so key instead of creating more products and more waste. Yeah, that's, but yeah, fashion, just like getting dressed up for fun for me. And I used to, I used to literally just pull clothes out, look in the mirror and then throw it on the floor and then pull something else out and just would play and dress up and that was all ages um other things that other ways that I connect to my inner child so that one's new and that's coming back but mm, my animals <laughs> animals period but my cats I told the story about in my in my our kitty episode our our four kitties, um, but I used to have a stuffed animal that I have a picture of, I have many pictures of, that I used to carry around everywhere. And it was an orange cat with like a white nose and white paws and stuff. And I literally have that cat now. (laughs) So he literally manifested into my life and yeah, just animals have always been such a important part of my journey. I had a golden retriever that changed my life and my world and she's always with me and I have a feeling she'll come back to me and yeah she was 
talk about like that's what I le- that's who I leaned on when I was little cried on her she was everything she knew when I was sad and yeah she was she was my person and I for many years I and sometimes I still have this thought when it just depends on the state of the world which is it's terrible because I have so much faith in human humanity now more than ever. Um, but I used to love animals way more than people. And I still do just because of that unconditional love that they have. I don't believe that they deserve any animal, animal abuse. That's why I am plant-based. And there's so many layers to that. But um, yeah, she's my inner child has just always felt the world in so many ways, but especially animal spirits. She just... has always wanted to help or be with in so many ways. So yeah, cats and dogs, my whole childhood, I used to horseback ride. So horses are so special to me and I'm I'm excited to rekindle that relationship with horses and Ben and I want to have a farm, so just all kinds of animals like rescue them and yeah, it was always my dream to have a rescue farm where they can just, you know, live the rest of their life and relax and be slave, be safe from slaughter and, and or in an abusive life. So yeah, animals. I would have to say is is my other top top way of connecting with my inner child. Um, but who am I today? I'm gonna say in this very moment, I'm open and balancing. <laughs> We're open and balancing today. Um, Yeah, again, like I was saying in the beginning, I was like, I'm very open to what's coming, but I'm also very present in what's, what is, because I'm so, I'm, I'm honestly tired. (laughs) My body's fatigued of trying to get to the next steps when really, I just want to sit here and, and go outside and sit outside and appreciate the beauty that's all around even on the ugly days rainy days yesterday there was a beautiful double rainbow and a rainbow and after this storm and like that's that's duality that is literally life I think like you see like the dark gray sky behind it but then the bright colors that are beaming because the sun is beaming and the mist in the air it's just that's life that's the duality there is darkness but there is also so much light (laughs) and so can we relish in it all in the being in the dark and the light and yeah that's that's who I am today but what I am doing and what I call myself I don't think I've ever really talked about this and I, I plan to talk more about business and Um, entrepreneurship and you know just more updates on life in general soon but yeah I don't even think I've really shared on here what I do so I am an ease and embodiment facilitator what that means to me is 
So I'm so multi-passionate and I have all these different avenues in which I want to serve and I do serve. And um, so it's really, whether it's Reiki, energy healing, um, numerology, yoga, whether it's just one-on-one like talk therapy sessions with people, whether it's workshops, whether it's meditation, whether it's just me interacting with you as a person in front of me, the spaces that I create, the containers that I hold, I, my goal is to be a sanctuary. My goal is to have a sanctuary one day too, to be the living manifest of me being the sanctuary for others. I just want everyone who comes and is a part of any of the experiences that I offer, being so vast, yet so deeply connected, that you find ease. And through ease, we can also connect to our embodiment and becoming our most fulfilled, most heart-led and expansive version of ourselves. That's also why this podcast lit me up when it first came to mind when spirit sent it because a beautiful friend of mine was just saying that she feels like her gifts that she has been given are borrowed from above and that she's grateful for the time that she has with these businesses and you know everything that's coming into her life and I I think that is so potent because it's it does feel like a borrowed experience that we get to journey in and relish in. And remember the simplicity of and be grateful to above and the universe who sent it to us. I chose facilitator because there's just something about like healer that just didn't feel like mine. Um, although I know I am a healer in many ways, but the term like just being called like a straight up healer, um, or calling myself that it didn't feel like mine and guide also didn't feel like mine. And what are the other <laughs> titles, you know, quote-unquote, people like to go by? Um, mm, yeah, I mean, that's beside the point. But facilitator came through and it was just like, yeah, that's what it feels like. Because I don't, I don't really feel like I'm here to do one thing. But I feel like I'm here to just be an all-encompassing energy <laughs> of ease and embodiment in whatever I do to bring that to others, to help others connect to that side of them, whether it's events, um, yoga, um, health coaching, Reiki, numerology, oh, all the things. Like, it's just through the, po- like, podcasting, it's, it's just an energy. And it was hard to say, but, like, hard to, like, put into words, but facilitator came through, and I was just like, yeah, that's it. And there's, there's something else that I'm shifting into as well that is literally 
completely connected to this as well and that will be evolving and uh, I'll I'm sure I will share when the time feels right um but yeah that's that's how I'm I want to help not even help but I I want to be a part of people's remembering journey back home to themselves back home to their bodies back home to their hearts because that was such an integral part of my journey and helping people have tools and things that have helped me from my journey but I things that I've witnessed help other people yoga changed my life (laughs) yoga is the reason I'm here yoga is the reason I am where I am today So it's helping people find their thing that helps them move throughout their day, whether it's meditation or yoga or some dance (laughs) or all of the above, like all the things, like allow it all to be um, and to choose what feels right in each moment. That's what I want people to be guided by, their intuitive energy, their essence that we have within. I want you to know and remember all that you are and it is an individual journey but I I'm so grateful for the tools that I have been able to access so I am grateful to bring the tools to those who want access and it feels like a facilitator and just even my goals for my future that's that's me (laughs) um a sanctuary, a home, a place where people feel safe to be themselves, to be in whatever expression they're in currently. The being <laughs> in the process of becoming, right? So yeah, that's, that's who I am. And what I'm doing today. Is there a specific time that sticks out as the most impactful? Let's see what wants to come to my heart. I think what's coming through right now, so I'm trusting was the transition of (laughs) leaving high school, going to Costa Rica for a month. That cracked me open in so many ways, living in a country for a month alone. I mean, I was with a group and with a girl um, that I, you know, I think I said this in my one solo that was kind of about me. I got close to this girl in the group and we ended up leaving the camp because it wasn't what we were expecting it was going to be and so we just had our own independent journey and for the first time being somewhere alone in a whole other country beautiful country um and being able to see myself in this independent lens like i had never seen before also not knowing what 
I was going to do with my life. And, you know, that's the time frame where, you know, you're going to college. I got accepted into one college. So I was like, well, this is okay. This is my option, I guess. Uh, I guess this is it. Not even knowing what I wanted to do. I went for, um, what is it called? It was like the, it was like a health and fitness, but it was like, I think it was a physical fitness. (laughs) I don't even know what it was. It was, it was like the only program at this college that I was like, okay, like, yeah, I like, I like taking care of myself. I didn't even know, like nowhere near what I'm doing now, but health has always been important to me. And so I was like, yeah, physical fitness. (laughs) What do they call degree? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like that, that sounds good. At this super preppy school, which that wasn't even the problem because I had, I had a, a lot of fun, but it was so not me. That transition in my life to literally being pushed into something that was just so completely the opposite of my soul cracked me open. So going from in the jungle, free, express to a container where I had to, you know, this was the goal and, you know, to be a part of this school or to have a social life, you have to be in a sorority. So like that was just never... (laughs) what I wanted to do but I was like I want a social life so I guess sorority it is um so just like completely the opposite of who I am to do that which I totally feel like it has its place and I feel like so many people have amazing experiences in sorority in sororities and although I had fun times in that time I could feel myself like like pressing up against my soul and everything that I didn't even know to be true like at that time, but I was just like, something is not right. <laughs> like my whole system was just like, like freezing is the only way I can describe it. And then I, I was there for a semester and came home for Thanksgiving, I think, and I was done, <laughs> I was over it. And my, my mom said, okay, like she, my parents gratefully did not make me stay there. And so they were like, okay, like you can come home for a semester and, st- you know, for the summer and we'll, we'll try to figure out, you know, what the next steps are. And in my head, I was like, I'm done with college, period. I was like, I was like, okay, sure. We can figure out what the next steps are, uh, but I'm not going back to college. And so I was home and just a whole bunch of things happened in between and just that whole period of we're just so young then. I just feel like for so many, unless you really know what you want, and I don't think anyone knows what they want at 18. I don't think anyone knows that. So I feel like hopefully we're leaning into a new society where young adults, 18 year olds to like 25, (laughs) get some time to figure it out what they want to do. By trying things within their life. Um, 
I think the trade schools are so, so cool. And even just these certification schools that you can find around that are for your specific area of expertise or something you're really interested in, even if it's just a year of schooling, that's one like way less expensive than a standard college experience. But two, at least it's, it's one year. So, hey, if you decide not use it in the future, I think that's okay. But it at least is something that can give you more foundation, more expertise in something you're interested in. Um, yeah, just, I definitely, I, I again, I don't want to speak for anyone's experiences. But I know for me, I was not in a place where I knew what I wanted to do. I was like, I like health. I don't know. At that time, I was I was watching a show called Nashville. And so, you know, kind of being told I had to go back to college at some point. I couldn't live at home. You know, the thing is like, you can't live at home for the rest of your life. And I was like, I know. <laughs> Come back full circle. Me and my husband are <laughs> currently at my parents'. No, there's, it's, it's, it's so much more than that, but it's just funny to think about, um, at almost 28 years old. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause it's just like, Hey, like literally I swear. I mean, the, one of the most impactful things was meeting my, meeting my husband, meeting him and having him come into my life. But definitely those transitionary periods before of literally not knowing what the hell we wanted to do um what I wanted to do so I was like okay I guess I'm going to a music school so then down the line went to a music school it was fate because that's where I met my husband so all of that worked out exactly as it was meant to but then I I dropped out of that college too and he did he did too um and we both went into our own individual journeys through that time of figuring out what we wanted to do music has still become it has actually become more prominent in our lives now than it was when we were in college for it because honestly going to school for that around so many people that you know want that in their life it's challenging to say the least it's it I I tell people it kind of beat the love for music out of me because it made it less special. It made it less magical because they only wanted you in the groups if you were at this level or that level. And you couldn't just play or sing for fun. Like the whole goal of being there was to become a star, let's say, or to become a background singer or to become a songwriter for some big star, right? It's, it was never like for you. So it killed, it killed the dream that I once thought I had. And again, singing my, I'd said earlier, like my inner child love was singing since I was like two or like, I don't even know since I was two, since I was speaking, I was singing before I was speaking probably. And so music has always been a part of my heart and I love singing, but I'm, I'm finding my relationship with it with it to be different and I'm I'm like I'm very excited to see where it goes because do I think that I'm here to like be a full-time musician no <laughs> my mission is here to serve 
in such a bigger way than that, not to diminish people that do that for a living. But I do believe that I am here to serve in a way, way, way different way and including, including music in so many ways, but not as like the entirety of my being. So yeah, I mean, that whole time of my life was like the most impactful. And then marrying my husband and going through a transition, like being so young, we got married in 2019, engaged in 2017. We're currently in 2022. So we have been together since We're, we're six years together, finally. So 2015, I believe, we were together. So we were together for two years, got engaged, engaged for two years, and then got married, and we've been married for three years. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so bad with that. But we were, we were so young when we got together. Say, so yeah, 2015, we were like 20 and 21, Um, so when we got together, we were just at different places in our life and it's been really beautiful to see that (laughs) impact in my life and how we've grown together in so many ways and how we are on this journey together, how our souls chose each other and how a relationship can be utilized as one of the most magical and spiritual journeys of your life. Um, It was the spark. 2015 was literally, I'm pretty sure, when I also started doing yoga, like more full on. I started with yoga with Adrian, the the best. Um, Still to this day, I do her videos because she just makes you feel at home in your body. You don't have to feel like you have to hit a certain pose perfectly or look a certain way. It's all about feeling. And that was all, that was when I felt that and I could get connected to my body and was back in my body. Finally, it changed my life. So yeah, yoga changed my life. And that was around 2015 when I also met my husband, my future husband at that point. And yeah, everything changed. And that was sort of the, you know, 2012 was when I graduated, went to Costa Rica. And ever since 2012, I've been on this awakening journey and remembering journey and yeah, just really wanting to help others remember and find more ease in it because um, it can be really hard. My husband went through his in 2020, I'm pretty sure. I think that's right. Yeah. In 2020, he went through his and I went through a whole like death release portion too that year I think so like there was a huge awakening that year um for so many but we have another one next year we actually have a seven year coming around so he was in his seven year in 2020 and you know the residual effects of that are hitting him now and it's just really I'm grateful that I have gone through it so that I can also assist him when he you know is asking for that assistance I can be by him be by his side and help him in the ways just with tools and just giving him access to things that I know help me in those really, you know, the dark night of the soul times where you just I I think my dark night of the soul was definitely gosh, I feel like I've just had like so many deaths 
by I think it was the 2015 time frame I think might have been 2012 I'm I'm so not I'm not the greatest with time time periods but yeah that's the most impactful so what lights me up people especially women who have visions for like for greater things in life for service and purpose and drive to help serve their community and make a change um sunshine (laughs) i'm looking i'm about to go for a walk after this sunshine animals (laughs) Um, my husband lights me up I always say that he was what sparked it all right like that he reminded me of the play and the joy that life could be Um, so yeah definitely my husband my favorite daily practices and rituals I I I, again I always talk about this because I always I go I change it up. This morning I did a morning meditation. Um, I'm about to go walking is one of my favorite things, but that always has to do with weather for me. I, I like can't. I've, I've been trying to do better at it on like gray days, but I just uh, don't really have the desire. Dancing. But yeah, walking. Like right now after this, I'm can't wait to get out in the sun and walk around. Um, Drinking some tea or some matcha, like making like an elixir or a drink of some sort. Just some time to like pause and um, food. Mm, yeah, making my breakfast in the morning. I love avocado toast and I love putting kimchi and hemp seeds and changing it up sometimes, some sprouts. And I like making it really pretty and <laughs> yeah, just like having that time to like intentionally put together my avocado toast i love that um obviously yoga um without a doubt but it's not every day you guys i see yoga changed my life but it's still a practice yoga is a practice so and i'm a yoga teacher now (laughs) i still don't do yoga every day i am gonna do it after the walk though i promise myself what color most represents me today I'm feeling lavender. Lavender was coming up and it feels I'm also looking at a amethyst in front of me. And it's very radically loving and I don't know, it just feels hopeful. I feel like purple and lavender is very hopeful, but it's also fresh and springy cuz spring is beginning and yeah. My sun, moon and rising. I have shared this on my get to know me about me episode, but little refresher for anyone who's new. I am a Cancer Sun, Aries Moon, and Aries Rising. This is very accurate. This is what I've talked about this whole episode pretty much. My life path number is a 14 over 5, and that is a 5 life path, but with um, remembering and figuring out the ways to be expressed and free in that expression. And that's literally also what I was talking about. And it feels just so full circle. 
my human design is a 5-1 mental projector. So I also brought up that as well, the mental side of me. I can get like really up in my head, but I also know I have this, this knowing. And the 5-1 is that um, independent, but also independent leader and force of nature. But I feel like it's also meant to have like impact or something. I, the five one, I, I always forget. And then the projectors are just, um, non-energy types. Um, we really are really efficient in little amounts of time when we give ourselves grace, you know, like, hello guys. Hi, it's one o'clock here. Let me just show you a little, little life of a projector. It's one o'clock almost. I did a podcast this morning, an interview this morning. Um, but other than that, I've fed my cats, drank some tea, um, ate my avocado toast, and yeah, I woke up really slowly. I woke up at nine. Um, and some mornings I don't wake up till 10, and sometimes I wake up at eight, and sometimes I wake up at 11, um, and now I'm about to go for a walk, and I still haven't really done any work. I did a podcast interview, so I have to pat myself on the back. Okay, that's work um, in my eyes. But yeah, I haven't done any work and it's one o'clock and most people would be like, I'd be freaking out. And yeah, there have been times where I like do stress myself out and freak out and it's like, well, why aren't you working yet? It's one o'clock. Um, but that's, that was the coming back and setting those boundaries with myself. It's like, it can wait. What is the worst thing that will happen? I am my own boss. There are no deadlines. And really, honestly, if it happened tomorrow, would it be the end of the world? With launching episodes, that's a different thing. It has to be every Monday. So that's why I love getting ahead. <laughs> so I don't have to stress because if I'm I like on Sunday, then I'm then I am in my head and I'm like, it has to get done. <laughs> I have to upload now. Um but yeah, yeah, those boundaries, it's it's real, it's crucial because that's a projector in me like I'm really efficient in little amounts of times and I notice how drained I get if, if I'm working more than four hours, like it's real. And I know it sounds so silly to so many people, but it's so real. And I was never felt more seen until that day when I was given the permission by human design to be myself and to rest more. And again, that's not to say that the other, well, reflectors too, reflectors are just like similar in projectors in many ways, in many ways, but all the other sign, other, all the other generator manifestors and manifesting generators, that's not to say you guys don't need rest, but it just means that you could go a whole 12 hour day, do like your things, you know, throughout it over longer periods of time. Whereas I'm more efficient you know, resting and then, okay, time to get it done. I can get it done in 20 minutes, an hour. Um, sometimes my work day is like two hours because I got it done. Sometimes it's four. Sometimes I go over the four and then I'm like, why did I do that? Because at the end of the day, and then I have to cook dinner and I'm like so depleted and, you know, you have to hold space for relationships too, conversations and all that. And for a projector that, when we aren't filling our cup up and we aren't taking that time to nourish and we're overworking, we don't have capacity. We don't have the capacity to sit and talk to people 
for more hours in the day after we've worked for eight hours or 10 hours. I don't, I don't think I ever let myself go. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, probably eight hours is the most I've done in my own independent because I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's, it's too much. But I notice when I actually give myself the time to chill and I actually do like, okay, this is when I'm going to start. I get it done actually quicker than four hours and then I'm done for the day. And I'm like, dang, okay. Like super efficient, especially when it's something that lights me up and I'm doing what I love. So yeah. What is the first thing that comes to mind when I hear radically loving? Hmm inspiration is the first thing that's coming to mind because it's just it's the inspiration for me to have a podcast from all the podcast episodes that I was inspired by by the the expand by the expanders that I was able to listen to and witness through their process and their journey and that it's not perfect it's never perfect actually is the silver lining, I feel like in some senses, but that we get to work our way back to our truth every single step of the way, every day, and being inspired by people that are around me to then be able to have them on here to share their journey of radically loving their life. Because I think that when we're choosing our journey intentionally, we are radically loving our life like there's nothing <laughs> that is mistaking that because it's it's just so true it's we are when we're in the being and less of the doing we are radically loving our life that is radically loving the people around you that is radically loving your business that is radically loving your house your space um that is radically loving the earth and it's, it's all of the facets of what we came here to do and be at our ultimate best selves. And with that comes acceptance of that we are imperfectly perfect or perfectly imperfect. Yes, that's, that's the one. We are perfectly imperfect and to have grace with ourselves in every day. all about the being that's radically loving and what is advice that i can give you guys in the essence of radically loving let's see if anything wants to come through see if i can channel something This is a potent time. What you are all experiencing is the journey. The journey in which we celebrate, the journey in which we have longed for, for many eons and many decades. You have come here to remember all of your essence, all of the beauty. This true heaven on earth awaits you and you are whole. 
already with or without it. But it's the remembering of this wholeness that brings us back to heaven on earth. Because it is not outside of us, it is within. And with this within journey, we are able to see it externally. Don't hold back your light, let it shine. You are here for a reason. May you feel celebrated in each moment, through the highs, through the lows. Beckoning, becoming, remembering, being, all of these words come back to this present moment because time is not linear. It is all around you and happening simultaneously. So can you embrace the becoming in the being? Because the becoming is in the being. And what you are beckoning and calling in for yourself already is. Already is happening right before your eyes in so many ways. May you open your eyes and let it be heard and seen and felt. Because once you do, all that you ever thought you were searching for comes back to you. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Thank you, guides. That was really wild. I, I don't usually feel into transmission sometimes when I'm journaling the transmissions come through but I've never really spoken a transmission (sighs) that was so beautiful I'm gonna have to re-listen because I don't actually really I I hear it but it's it's hard to really feel it and understand it when you're being the vessel so wow so grateful for that There was a little bit of me blended in. (laughs) I'm sure you could tell. Um, They just want me to be real. It wasn't wasn't all um, because I was getting in my head a little bit about the perfect message. Yeah. (laughs) So, but a a lot of it was them and I'm so grateful. (laughs) Wow. Uh, What is in the realm of possibilities for the next six months to come? So much. Oh man, so many episodes already planned for you guys. Um, Not beyond June, but I do have episodes up until June, which I'm very excited about. Very excited to share with you guys. And yeah, just a lot more containers, more spaces, a lot of 
outdoor time for me, a lot of soul nourishing. Hopefully, I'm putting it out there that I will be riding horses more, like starting in the summer. Um, so I'm just putting that one out there. And yeah, just a lot of connections, new connections, building, um, building community and threading a really magnetic, beautiful social environment for all the future experiences to come. I'm really grateful. I, I'm, there's a retreat. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there because it is on sale and this will be out. This will be out before that happens. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's in March, March 22nd. The healthy hippie retreat is happening hosted by hosted by hippie chick hummus, the amazing hippie chick hummus, the hippie chick hummus of Frederick, Maryland. Um, literally the best hummus ever. Um, it's one of the hummuses that I put on my avocado toast actually to like enhance it and make it even better. Uh, so highly recommend checking out hippie chick hummus. We are doing a healthy hippie retreat together. Myself included self care with Carrie is doing a beautiful, um, restorative evening yoga. And then we are also having fully bloomed shop destiny who you have heard on the podcast. If not go check out her episode, she will be doing a journaling workshop there and I will be doing meditation, yoga, Reiki and numerology and, yeah, two meals in that day. Go get your tickets. They're in my event events page, but you can also go to hippiechickhummus.com events on their page or my events with the link is there as well um, at themoonchildmindset.com. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be such a magical day. So many things in store. We also have an option to add like I said, I'm doing Reiki, so you can add Reiki to your ticket. You can add a facial massage. It's basically a magical self-care day. You get two meals. You get all these magical experiences. There's a tea tasting ceremony, um, like an herbalism. There's an herbalism course, a little mini um, info sesh, and there's a cool little garden tour. It's going to be blooming and beautiful and magical at Foxhaven, at Foxhaven Farm. And yeah, it's just going to be a really beautiful day of self-care, love, treating for yourself. And I do want to also throw, throw it out there that with your support, if you are coming, the more tickets we sell, the more opportunity we will have to then sponsor some tickets for people who financially cannot for people who financially cannot come themselves. Um, so we want to allow those people to experience it as well. So yes, the more tickets we sell, the more people we can support in that. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, there's just so many more events coming up. Um, I think by the time this is out, I would, I've been doing a Reiki candle workshop with Chappelle Candle Co. And that's just so magical too. I love candles. Um, so also check out Chappelle Candle Co. 
um, for her amazing handmade candles, plant-based and hand-poured. Yeah, just all the things, all the magic. Yeah, I can't wait to keep updating you, keep sharing all the all the stuff. You can support and follow me at The Moon Child Mindset. Again, my website is themoonchildmindset.com. And yeah, also go follow the, the Insta, the Radically Loving podcast Insta. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for this very long-winded episode. It's just a lot um, to share. And I, you know me, I love to talk. So it definitely is different for me being the interviewee of myself because I then am rambling on about what I'm asking myself. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for being with me. I love you and have a beautiful day, guys. See you guys on the other side.